0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. I began to speak, really about uh, two weeks ago, about the final days because... And part of that is my personal encounter with the Lord. I begin to share about that. I'm not going to be able to recap everything, but if you missed uh, some of the things that I shared the last couple of weeks, they're available on our Facebook and YouTube uh, pages and uh, channels. Please do go and, and listen to those messages because they're very, very powerful. But in 2005, I was preaching. I stepped up in the pulpit at the end of the worship. I was about to you know, start ministering, and, and I had an open vision. And in the open vision i saw the ground open up and hordes and hordes and hordes of demonic creatures just released and going all over the world and and in this vision i said lord what is this what am i seeing and i heard the voice of the lord saying the end time spirits of deception have been released the end time spirits of deception have been released to go out through the world and and uh, and we have been seeing an acceleration of deception like never before we've been seeing an acceleration." of all kinds of deception being propagated and you know one of the things that we have to understand you know jesus warned that in the final days there'll be false prophets that will rise and then we think about it but i don't want you to have a narrow view of what the false prophets are because a lot of people in the church will just automatically think that it's some guy preaching on christian television or some guy doing conferences or it's some guy in a pulpit false prophets go way beyond the pulpit The real false prophets are are the voices that are speaking to us out there in the world. And they're speaking 24-7 on news networks, on on other platforms, and other pulpits, and TED Talks, and YouTube, I mean, because there's so many ways now to propagate information. And so much information is coming. And then in 2010, again, I was about to preach, I stepped up in the pulpit, the power of God fell upon me, and I saw now these dark clouds rolling in all over the world and people were running around in panic and absolute fear and terrified and didn't know what was going on and then I heard the Lord say and I began to actually prophesy saying that many are not ready for what's coming many are not ready for what's coming there's been a false sense of security in many people especially in the church and uh, many are not ready for what's coming that we have to prepare them for the final days and then this was very specific those who are led by information in these final days are not going to be able to overcome only those who are led by revelation they will overcome they will walk in victory and God will light their path and they'll rise up and, and 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 walk the supernatural path so we have to be led by revelation not information you see we get information it's head knowledge you know there's so much information out there now and I'm sure if you really try to dig into what's going on you're gonna get bombarded with all kinds of information all kinds of opinions all kinds of commentaries and you're going to be bombarded i mean and and many are there just glued to information and just getting bombarded with information and there's confusion there's chaos and there's fear because because there's a system out there you know we know that Satan is the god of this world that's what jesus said he's the god of the world system so there's a world system that's been built around us and it's nothing new it's been built for a long 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 time do you understand me and it's now manifesting itself in a full-blown version and then we have to understand we've also been warned that we are in the world but we're not of the world so we are in the middle of this world system but we are not to be of this world system and we are not to be influenced by this world system we are to be influenced by the word of god we are to be influenced by the holy spirit them that are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god we are to be led by the spirit of god and we are to be led by the word of god the word of god is where we are to get our revelation not information and so those that are led by information are going to be very, very much confused and deceived in these final days. And God is not the author of confusion. Yeah. Amen. He's the author of peace. Yeah. Amen. And, he's not to, and we are not to be deceived, but we are to be led by truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Yeah. And the lies you believe will put you in bondage. That's why so many are in bondage right now. And, and we have to come against this thing. We have to take a stand and people are asking me why are you still having church because we have to we have no other choice but to have church we cannot back down we cannot back down right now because if we back down now what will happen later and and that's fine i understand many are watching online and that's wonderful we encourage them we bless them we love them we don't shame anybody for that but just as for me and my my house we're going to serve the lord and it's just the way that we've been brought up. I come out of Sunni Islam. I had a gun put to my head after I got saved to stop preaching the gospel in Turkey. I was arrested 12 times. I was put in in a holding cell for four days with no water, with no food, being beaten. So at that point, the moment the gun was put to my head, I made a decision. I'm going to preach the gospel no matter what, even if it means so. You know, when you're dead, you can't die. So I'm already a dead man. So nobody can kill me, nothing can kill me because I'm already dead. I'm dead to this world, I'm dead to what people think, I'm dead to what the agenda is, and I know way too much. Because I know way too much that this thing goes beyond a virus. This is not just about a virus, there's a whole agenda. I mean, you can see now, you can see now what's happening. The world leaders are coming out, The, the two former prime ministers of UK, both of them made speeches this week saying that we need a world government. So you can see what this is about you can see what this is about this is about pushing down the throats of people in the world through fear and through control and agenda trying to usher in the one-world government of the Antichrist and then you got Bill Gates talking about ID 2020 which right before all this was breaking you know breaking out he stepped down from his position at Microsoft he said he was gonna dedicate the rest of his life to philanthropy which is total rubbish because he's not a philanthropist at, at all but He's all been, you know, all been about the Bill Gates Foundation. It's all been about vaccinations for a long, long time. It's all about... And actually, the Bill Gates Foundation, by the way, owns the patent on the coronavirus since 2015. They've been experimenting with it. And some people are so uh, deceived. They say, well, it's a new strain. Well, where did the new strain come from? They've been experimenting with this thing in a laboratory. When somebody owns a patent on a virus, you got to be very concerned. Do you understand me so? We are dealing with some major major things and in play here right now amen and then of course the second area that bill gates is pushing is the whole digital id they had the id 2020 the digital id and now they're saying that you know people should get forced vaccinations because of this virus and they should be chipped with the digital id so we can track them we can know that they are safe so they can travel you can see where this is going it's leading straight straight down to revelation chapter 13 taking the mark of the beast, people are being able to buy and sell and to survive. So fear causes an instinct of survival. So people are just trying to survive right now. We cannot yield to that agenda of just survival. We're not put here just to survive. I'm not here for survival, I'm here for revival. I'm not gonna survive, I'm gonna thrive. You're gonna thrive, you're gonna thrive. You're gonna thrive. This is gonna be the greatest hour of the church. This is gonna be the greatest hour of the church. And there is a shaking, there's a sifting, and there's a testing. And before the rapture takes place, I believe God is separating the wheat from the chaff. And the five foolish and the five wise are going to be separated. And I made a decision a long time ago. I am not going to be numbered among the five foolish. And I will not allow anyone that sits under the sound of my voice to just go off into oblivion quietly and just succumb to the agenda of the enemy. The pressure, the fear... The intimidation the lies the deception that people must rise up full of the fire of God full of the Holy Ghost full of faith full of the word understanding having a revelation of what's going on and being ready for the final days because when Jesus talked about that you know the parable of the ten virgins that's the church guys the ten virgins are the church and he's coming back for a virgin church without spot or blemish amen and in that parable you know it's really a prophetic message actually a sound a call goes out the bridegroom cometh and i really feel like that sound is going out right now the bridegroom cometh the bridegroom cometh because it, there was a call and then it gave them some time to get ready before the door opened and i feel like this is the time where that clarion call is going out the bridegroom cometh and the church must realize jesus is coming back for his church very soon catching away of the church the rapture of the church is about to take place very very soon i don't know if it's a week a month two three months maybe a few more years i do believe that god's going to give us more years i mean friday i was sitting in my office i just broke down weeping weeping uncontrollably i said lord please please give us more time there are millions and millions of souls that need to be saved give us more time lord give us more time for the sake of the harvest you know when you when you focused on that and it's because I'm not praying Lord just help me survive that's not my prayer because I'm ready to go honestly I'm ready to go I'm ready I have nothing I'm not afraid of death I'm ready to go Oh my God to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord praise God I mean what a, I mean my Lord I'm ready to go into glory but I feel like what Paul said you know but it's better it's for your benefit that I stay here because I just feel the harvest is ripe more than ever right now. More than ever right now. And you can see what this agenda is about. It's really about silencing the church. It's about, it's about bringing an end to corporate worship and corporate prayer because the enemy knows there's great power that's released. When two come together in agreement, Jesus said, when two or three are gathered together, there I will be there also. So this is about trying to stop the church from gathering. This is about trying to push the church just to go online and then guess what now already this week they're saying well the internet is now you know they're saying the internet is is uh, uh, what's that word we don't have enough bandwidth it's over- overloaded we may have to scale the internet down we may have to slow the internet down what happens when they slow the internet down back to the the speed of 20 years ago you can't broadcast anymore then what now you've been baited to go online now you can't be online because they're already shutting down stuff. They've already been censoring stuff on social media. Anyways, a lot of Christian voices and people's, people's videos are disappearing all of a sudden. So, so we cannot back down because I know. Because they just keep pushing further and further and further. Do you understand me? So you, at some point, you have to take a stand. And I feel like you take a stand as early as possible. Because later on, it becomes harder to take a stand. And I want to encourage you about that. Because this is the way... that that our hardest you know and then and people are calling and asking some questions you know isn't there a law against church meetings there's no law because Congress shall make no law to forbid freedom of assembly and freedom of worship that's the Constitution of the United States the First Amendment and thank God because next to the Bible that's the second most important document that we have that guarantees our freedoms and that's also along with the Bible being under attack the Constitution has been under attack in this nation as well but other nations they don't have the the bill of rights like we do so the police came and shut the church down in turkey and forced us to go online and we I mean, that there's no choice but to go online there because they're there with their they're to, ready to arrest people they've been arresting people in italy just for going out on the streets now it's going it's getting crazy in italy i got i got a some text from pastor matteo uh pastor of river modena in the northern part of italy by Bologna, I mean, people are getting ready to riot because they've been cooped up for 30 days in their homes now. And they're saying, now, forget this thing. We're going to die from starvation. We're going out. We, you know, it's getting... And that's what they're trying to do. They want, they want civil war in the nations. This whole agenda, demonic agenda, is to absolutely throw the nations into chaos and shut them down and bring them into this one world government system set, promising to be the savior. If you will allow us to come in with our one world government, we will save you. There's only one Savior of the world, and that's Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So we have to understand. We have to understand what the agenda is. Now I want you to go with me to Genesis chapter 10. Is this okay if I do some strategic teaching this morning? To raise awareness of what's going on because i know way too much and because of the things that i know i cannot i cannot bow down to the agenda genesis chapter 10 this is right after the flood of noah now remember god blessed adam and eve he blessed them be fruitful multiply replenish the earth Subdue it, have dominion. And then right after the flood, he gave the same exact promise to Noah. Multiply, be fruitful, replenish the earth. Genesis 10 verse 8. Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Iraq, Akkad, Kalne, in the land of Shinar. From that land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ir, Kala, and resin between Nineveh and Kala. So we can see the foundations of the ancient kingdoms of the world being laid through this man Nimrod. The first type of the Antichrist we see in the Bible. You see, we we see types of Christ in the Old Testament. We also see types of the Antichrist. Do you understand me? So he is the first type of the Antichrist, which means he... He's going to stand against God's word, and he's going to push his own agenda, which is a demonic agenda. So the Antichrist is not only against Christ, but it's also a substitute Christ. And what are we, what are we promised through Christ? World peace. He's the only one that can establish world peace, and that will happen in the millennial kingdom. At the second coming of the Lord, there'll be a millennial kingdom, 1,000 years of peace on earth. Where the lion and the lamb will lie together. Amen. Do you understand me? But that will not happen. Every other promise of peace is going to be a false peace. So it's going to be basically a false Christ spirit or a spirit of antichrist promising peace and safety. But that promise will be a false promise, a deception to actually bring people into a place of bondage. Into a place of control. Do you understand me? It started with Nimrod now I'll go to 11 Genesis 11 look what happened by the way think about this right after the flood of Noah how many people are on earth very few very few only eight right I mean can you imagine so I want you to understand I want you to see just imagine the prosperity and wealth and abundance that's available to eight people and God says scatter and take dominion Be fruitful and prosper Do you understand me there's gonna be like literally unlimited supply for everybody unlimited supply I mean you can go have your own mountain you can go have your own lakes and rivers you can go have your own forest you can go have your like you know hundred thousand acres of land I mean that's how much land and, and blessing and prosperity is on the earth for the people to go scatter and possess and be blessed with do you see that and i want to show you something here because a big part which is one of the things that i touched on last week was the financial agenda it's not just a one world government it's also a one world economy one world money system the structure and the system of the antichrist and then there's also also the other part of the one world religion the three-headed monster of the system of the antichrist so go with me to genesis 11 Verse one, and let's look at this. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they had found a place plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. So they were masons. This is the foundation of Freemasonry, by the way. They actually believe Nimrod was the first Freemason. And they talk about being architects and engineers to build a global kingdom. This whole thing goes right back to this all the ancient mystery religions mystery babylon go back to nimrod and what what was started here in the tower of babel because this is the babylonian system the babylonian religion of worshiping of lucifer okay and many of you may not even realize but we got people all over the world i mean high levels of government high levels of corporate leadership high levels in entertainment media they're all luciferians they're all part of secret cults and societies the, the things that they actually do would absolutely make you sick we're talking about baby sacrifices drinking blood i mean ritualistic occult practices still go on today guys I know it blows your mind we think we are in a in the modern age but you have absolutely no idea how sick and vile people actually are out there they wear suits they're on television they speak but they behind the scenes they're part initiated into through occult practices ritualistic occult practices human sacrifices child sacrifices through the most vile the most demonic things that you would not imagine because you and i as normal citizens we don't even think that way your average sinner doesn't even think the level of sin these people commit. They're ready to murder millions of people for their agenda. They don't care because they have absolutely calloused hearts. Their hearts have been seared. Their conscience has been seared. And they have actually pledged themselves to serve Lucifer, to build him a one-world government, a one-world religion, and a one-world economy. Do you understand me? It all started here in Babel. Confusion. Confusion. They had bricks for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. So you can see, to reach the heavens, that's a religious system. It's not just a political system. There's also a religious system attached to it. So it is a political system. It is an economic system. And it's a religious system. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of all the earth. What did God say? Scattered. What what was Nimrod doing? Gathering. Where? Everybody around that one little constricted area around the tower where now all the resources are limited, everybody gets a little crumb and he gets the rest of the world. You see the agenda? When everybody so the, the, the attack through Nimrod was on the prosperity and the blessing that God promised us. Be blessed, be fruitful, multiply, scattered all over the earth and possess the land and occupy till I come. Here comes Nimrod, comes up with a trick, builds a tower so everybody's focused on this tower, a false hope of reaching heaven through a man-made system and having peace and security and everybody's gathering around the tower instead of going out into all the world and possessing the blessing that God has provided for them. So Nimrod wants to bring people into a place of, poverty and lack and limited resources when he can have everything else that's always been the agenda the attack was on the prosperity and the blessing of God that was provided for us in our covenant the Adamic covenant the Noahic covenant and the Abrahamic covenant the same thing the blessing of Abraham will come upon the nations and you will receive the promise of the Holy Ghost by faith why because I have redeemed you Christ said from the curse of the law. You've been redeemed from the curse of poverty. You've been redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. You've been redeemed from the curse of death. I give you life and life abundantly. You are healed from the top of your head down to the soles of your feet. By my stripes you were healed. I have taken your infirmities. I've taken your sicknesses and diseases. I've carried away your sins. The chastisement for our peace was laid upon him. The prince of peace, the giver of peace, The one who sleeps in the middle of the storm in perfect peace when everybody else is in panic and let me tell you the one who's sleeping in the storm in the back of the boat in the middle of the storm is living on the inside of you you are now the boat and jesus is jesus is sleeping resting in perfect peace on the inside of you so allow that peace that's the peace of god that passes all understanding on the inside of you to be released instead of the storm on the outside getting in let the peace of god on the inside get out that's how a believer is supposed to live is this helping anybody here today but the lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of man had built and the lord said indeed the people are one and they all have one language and this is what they begin to do now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them that means they can accomplish whatever they put their mind to because why because we were given that creative ability but it's been stolen it's been hijacked by the devil to be used for evil purposes the purpose is to glorify god and build his kingdom but the thief comes to steal the creative ability the imagination The ability to dream, the ability to create, the ability to build that God has placed on the inside of us because we were created in the image of God, he has stolen that and he's twisted that and corrupted that through his evil wisdom and evil ideologies and logic to use it to build his kingdom, the Luciferian kingdom. So that's why you cannot come under deception because whether you realize it or not, you end up becoming a part of the world system. We are to separate ourselves from the world system. Why? Because this world system is being shaken and will be shaken. And if you're separated from it, you will not be shaken because the kingdom of God is not shaken. The kingdom of God is still strong. We're part of an unshakable kingdom. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's kingdom is eternal. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth and they ceased building the city. So it was an unfinished tower. They could not complete the tower. They could not complete their project of a one world government under one, one dictator, one economic system where everybody's gathered under this one umbrella, one central tower, in a sense. And it's been incomplete since. And Satan has been trying to complete his project ever since. And Daniel saw the Antichrist kingdoms. He saw the Assyrian kingdom, the Babylonian kingdom, the Persian kingdom, the Greek kingdom, the Roman Empire. He saw them. John saw them in the book of Revelation. Do you understand me? And then we have the prophecy of the end times that the the ancient Roman Empire will be revived. There will be a revived Roman Empire. And they will become the final Antichrist kingdom. So this tower was unfinished, and they were scattered. Therefore, it's called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. So this is where all the different tongues came about. These tongues came about as a part of a judgment and a curse because of the demonic project that people participated in but on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost was poured out as God promised I will bless all nations and the desire of all nations shall come in and they all begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and the curse was broken the curse was reversed now the blessing of God goes out to all the nations the Holy Ghost God says in the in the last days I'll God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh all flesh every nation Hallelujah. So we are in the time of the blessing of God and the enemy wants us to focus on death and the curse and destruction. Absolutely not. We're gonna focus on God's blessing because nothing changed. Nothing has changed. Just cause some virus came about does not negate the blessing of God. Does not negate the power of God. We're not gonna glorify that thing. That's what the devil wants. The devil wants our attention on that thing 24 seven. Our attention is on Christ. Our attention is on the one who redeemed us from the curse of the law. Our attention is the one who is the healer. Christ is still the healer today. Nothing has changed. He's been the healer for 2,000 years. He's still the healer today. He's gonna be the healer next week. He's gonna be the healer next month. He's gonna be the healer next year. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's El Shaddai, the God of plenty, the God of abundance, the all-sufficient one, the God of many blessings. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. He's Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, my victory. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Give the Lord some praise if you believe that here today. Thank you, Jesus. Not going to bow to the... Demonic agenda to bring the whole world into slavery and bondage. Fear has torment and perfect love casts out fear. We know the one whom we serve. We know the one who loves us. And we don't doubt his promises. And there's an attack on the church right now like never before. There's an attack on the church. This is not just a social gathering of people. This is living stones being built up together these are holy temples this is a holy nation a royal priesthood coming together to worship Almighty God this is a place where God's presence dwells this is a place where God's glory dwells this is not Walmart this is not Starbucks this is not Costco this is not a movie theater this is not a nightclub this is the temple of Almighty God this is the house of God we are a holy people we are a blessed people we are appointed we are anointed When God says, do not forsake the gathering together and the enemy comes to scatter, we are not going to bow to the agenda of being scattered. See, initially when they scattered, that's when they had the blessing. Now God says, gather. When you gather, that's where the blessing is. Because we are in a different time. We're in a different season. Now the blessing, the corporate anointing, the corporate blessing is when the saints gather together because now there's a corporate anointing that's released and let me tell you right now when you don't understand that you don't understand when there's a corporate anointing there's absolutely no devil in hell that can penetrate that can come and destroy and kill steal and destroy in the name of jesus there's absolutely no virus in this place there's no bacteria in this place i take authority over it it's cursed it cannot even come nigh a dwelling place a thousand will fall at our side ten thousand at our right hand and it shall not come near us The fire of the Holy Ghost is in us. We've been given authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and nothing of the enemy shall by any means hurt us. Cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, they recover. We are the supernatural church. We're the Holy Ghost-filled church. We're the blood-bought, blood-washed church of the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Not gonna, I'm not going to be treated, we're not going to allow the church to be slandered by the world. Making us feel ashamed for worshiping God corporately? Absolutely not. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Who believes? We are believers, not doubters. You can't fear and believe at the same time. You have to make a choice. There are 365 fear knots in the Bible, for one for each day. So take your pick for today. So you can see the attack. People were not allowed to prosper. Nimrod didn't want them to prosper. Nimrod wanted to keep it all to himself. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a system we're dealing with a system, and it's nothing new. It's been established for a long, long time. A system that John F. Kennedy, a great president that was assassinated, spoke out in a speech 11 days before his assassination. He said, for we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. There you go. He said the word conspiracy. President of the United States said there was a conspiracy. Hmm. That relies primarily on cop. Cult- covert means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conspired vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Scientific, hmm. Like maybe having a patent for a virus its preparations are concealed not published its mistakes are buried not headlined its dissenters are silenced not praised end up kind of hanging themselves in a prison cell wonder how that happens no expenditure is questioned no rumor is printed no secret is revealed it conducts the Cold War in short with a wartime discipline no democracy would ever hope or wish to match 11 days before his assassination And that was the day the day after that he signed an executive order to audit the federal reserve which has still never been audited and actually its 20-year charter ran out back in 1933 it was established in 1913 with a 20-year charter because it's actually the third central bank of the united states the first two were shut down by different presidents the second one was shut down by andrew jackson old hickory and they said, when I die on my tombstone, put Jackson, killed the bank. So on his tombstone in Tennessee, right, he killed the bank. Think about that. Because he knew how dangerous those banks were. The money powers, he knew. And just like the Rothschild said, we don't care who makes the laws of the land as long as we control the money. And that's how they work. Behind the scenes, it's the money powers. Nimrod, the same way. The same spirit. Nothing's changed, guys. Nothing has changed. That's why we look at the Bible and we understand what's going on we understand what the enemy is trying to do but we also know that God's not going to be outdone by the enemy he's also got a great grand plan for the end times guys come on because Lucifer does not determine the end of the age Jesus said when this gospel of the kingdom right Matthew twenty-four fourteen, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached in all the world as a witness to every nation then the end shall come Amen. so the church determines the end cooperating because it's the church's responsibility to preach the gospel in every nation that's why the devil wants to silence the church that's why the devil wants to scatter the church weaken the church divide the church, turn brother against brother it's happening right now one of the signs of the end of the age would be that brother will betray brothers churches are turning in other churches we have to understand what's going on this is an attack on our prosperity this is an attack on the blessing of God this is an attack because they don't want to give up the power but we have more power greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world come on guys and this is the time when the church that has tapped into the power of the Holy Ghost is going to rise and stand strong and get the job done. Because the anointing is the supernatural equipment to get the job done. It is our time to shine. I believe that out of this, you know this, the world will never be the same again. There's never been anything like this in our generation. I mean, other generations have gone through much worse, actually. But for us, it's like, wow. For sure, there's, it's, the world is going to be different from here on but so will the church the church will be different because the church is still on the earth and God is still moving God has not abandoned his church or his people he said I will never leave you never forsake you hallelujah when the plagues were coming upon Egypt in judgment of Pharaoh another type of the antichrist and his kingdom there was not a single plague in Goshen where God's people dwelt safely Come on, people. Do you truly believe? This is the time when we have to believe God's word. We are being tested. Our faith is being tested, and we're going to stand strong on the word of God. We're going to stand strong on Psalm 91 and every precious promise that we have in Christ for supernatural protection. Divine protection is your portion. Divine provision is your portion. And God's going to provide for his people. I really felt that strongly, and I prayed that and prophesied that at the prayer meeting on Tuesday night, that there's going to be such supernatural provision on this church and on the, everyone that's connected to this church. I'm telling you right now, expect supernatural provision. Lift, lift your hands right now. Supernatural provision. Supernatural provision. Supernatural provision. Supernatural provision in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And as we see, the globalists have already started the call for the one world government to to combat this pandemic. You know, and I talked about it already. And of course, Friday was the passage of this relief package. Please do not look to the relief package for your provision. It's just crumbs. It was actually more socialism that was brought in. There was so much pork in it. That's incredible. Greenpeace got like I think $80 million or some ridiculous number of money like that, an amount of money like that, and just a bunch of things I've never heard of getting millions and millions of dollars. And I'm like, what are these things? It's not for the people, please. It's just for the agenda. And it was actually the largest money heist ever perpetrated on the American people because you know who got rich? The bankers again. Because where's the money coming from? The Federal Reserve. The bankers. So don't look to that. Don't look for the crumbs that they want to give us. Amen. We're going to look to God for supernatural breakthrough. I believe some of you are going to actually prosper through this. thing. you're going to prosper through this thing. You're going to increase through this. thing, Just like Isaac sowed seed in the famine. And God blessed him. And he received a hundredfold. And the man became prosperous. And he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. Until the Philistines envied him. Because they were shocked. Like, how could this be? This is a time when the blessing of God is going to make way for his people. Amen. God the Father is gonna take care of his children. He knows what you have need of. He says, do not worry about what you will eat, what you will wear, what you will drink, amen. Don't worry about these things, hallelujah. Your Father knows that you have need of these things and he's gonna provide for you. Seek your first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things that the heathen seek after shall be added unto you. So get ready for some addition to your life. This is not gonna be a time for subtraction. This is gonna be a time for addition. This is not gonna be a time for division. This is gonna be a time for multiplication amen so I want to encourage you with these words build your faith up and bring you into that place of trusting God knowing knowing who he is amen we're not going to glorify some invisible thing we cannot even see above God our God is great our God is mighty hallelujah and he hasn't changed and he has not fallen off the throne actually he's on the throne laughing Bible says he sits on the throne he laughs why do the nations rage what is all the plotting against my Christ my anointed one look at all their strategies and he laughs he laughs he laughs he laughs because the devil thinks he's so wise but he played his hand too soon as usual and he's going to fall into the same trap that he dug what the enemy meant for evil god will turn for good and this is actually going to usher in the greatest harvest of souls that the world has ever seen it's not until the rapture takes place that he has the freedom to do whatever he wants to do because we are the restraint that's what the bible says and when the restraint is removed caught up then of course there's no restraint anymore that's why we have to be restraining him that's why we have to be praying I mean, we we had a prayer meeting here last night. I mean, we're going to pray again. I mean, we need to pray more than ever before. Pray in tongues. Pray. And pray with authority. Not pray, oh, God, help me, prayers. No. Pray with authority. Pray knowing who you are in Christ. Standing your ground. I take authority over this thing. We have been given the keys of the kingdom, the bind and the loose. And I bind this attack of the enemy. I bind this... These lies, I bind this fear and death and I come against it in the name of Jesus. i lose the power of the Holy Ghost. i lose the blessing of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that this is going to be a great time of revival. Hallelujah. This is going to be a great time of the supernatural. And I'll tell you, out of this is going to rise a supernatural church that's going to be, I, I'm just feeling in my spirit, a hundredfold increase on the anointing. I mean such anointing is going to be on you. You're going to be walking down the streets and your shadow is going to heal people. You're going to be walking down the aisle in Walmart. Your shadow is going to cast devils out of people. You're going to be walking down. You're going to be walking down the streets. People are going to begin to shake and tremble because the power of God on you. This is the kind of church, the early church was like this. Under heavy persecution, they had great power. With great power, great power was manifested by the hands of the apostles, and there was great grace upon them. This is the time for the supernatural end time church to rise up. This is the time for the glorious church to be made manifest. Hallelujah. This is the time for the uncompromising church, unintimidated church to rise up and fulfill the plan and purpose of God. One man, one woman, full of the anointing, yielded to the Holy Ghost, can shake a nation. If one stupid little virus can shake the world like this, how about one man, one woman, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the fire of God, full of the Word of God, supernaturally moving? Moses parted the Red Sea. He just held out a staff. That's all he did. Then he took the staff. Water came out of the rock. We serve a supernatural God. The problem is that the church has reduced God to the form of a man, to the natural. Everything has been done in the natural. And, when you're, and that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to be in the natural because you're, you're stripped naked because our clothing is the anointing. The seven sons of Sceva go in to cast the devil out of a man, say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out. And the demons in the man said, hey, we definitely know Jesus. We're being, and we're becoming acquainted with Paul, but who are you? Attacked seven men and stripped them naked. They ran out of the house naked and bleeding. And started a nudist colony. I think that's where the nudist religion comes from, probably. They said, we can't hack this thing. Let's go start another religion where we can just... But you see, here's the problem. They were already naked in the spirit. And the demon could see that. Jesus said, you've been endued with power from on high, clothed by the anointing. You are clothed by the power of God. The power of God is your clothing. It's an impenetrable shield, and it's an invisible fire that protects you. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to understand that. You have to know who you are in Christ and walk in the anointing, not compromise. And these are not the days, i tell you right now, these are not the days to backslide. Amen. These are the days to press in like never before. Amen. Everything begins in the realm of the spirit that manifests in the natural. Whatever is on the inside is what's going to come out the men were already naked and they got exposed. And I think many things are getting exposed right now. But we are not going to we're not going to compromise the word of God. If we can't hold on to the word of God now, when are we going to hold on to the word of God? When are we going to ever hold on to the word of God? And I know when we come to times like this we we want them to we want them to be over very quickly. We just want to wish them away, wish them away. You know, we had the same thing happen in turkey when the syrian war broke out the civil war we had so many refugees that were going to be coming in <clears throat> and i remember the pastors in turkey the evangelical council was having a meeting they said we need to pray for this thing to be to, to be over quickly so that these people don't come and then let's pray that the war will be over quickly and the lord spoke to me he said that's the wrong prayer and it's going to happen and millions of refugees are going to come in, and you have to evangelize them. It's quite different. God thinks quite differently. Sometimes, you know, we're like the disciples. Lord, send the people away so they can go get something to eat. We don't want responsibility, you know, because we don't want to have to deal with, with believing God for the miraculous provision and feed the people. You know, we just want to, and then, we, <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, this is going to, I'm not sure it's going to go for a little while, but we're going we're gonna to endure it. That's the bottom line. And you know what? You're going to come out stronger on the other end. That's all I can tell you. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.